broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta. It's time for Customer Experience Radio. Brought to you by Heineken Company. Real estate advisors specialized in corporate relocation. Now here's your host, Jill Heineck. Good morning and welcome to CX Radio. I'm your host, Jill Heineck. And today I have with us Todd Brown and Ben Lauder from Equifax. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> I'm going to do a quick intro for both of you and then we can dive right in. Todd serves as Vice President of Global Marketing Initiatives, where he and his team champion customer-centric and integrated marketing strategies across the Equifax enterprise. Todd also has served as Strategic Initiatives Leader for Equifax Solutions Marketing and was the company's first VOC, or Voice of Customer Leader, providing customer insights, uh, leadership through customer experience strategy and measurement, executive listening programs, and all other primary VOC. Ben currently serves as Vice President of Customer Experience and Insights, where he oversees market research, CX, and customer insights globally for the company. Reporting directly to the Chief Marketing Officer, Ben and his team oversee ongoing CX strategy and measurement efforts, win-loss and top client programs, client advisory boards, customer segmentation, brand research, and ad hoc insights across all four business units, Wow, I'm tired. <laughs> Reading that. Makes Welcome, us sound gentlemen. Good. Yes, yeah, but wow, that's a lot. Um, both of you are very busy, <laughs> so I appreciate you taking the time out to come talk to us and share with our listeners a little bit about where your background um, has, how your background has led you to CX and and the impact that you feel you're having within the Equifax business. So, um, Todd, why don't you give us a little background? Sure. Thanks, Jill, for having us. Um, it's great to be here. Um, as far as my background, I don't want to date myself too much, um, <laughs> but I spent the bulk of my career in a traditional marketing research or customer insights function um, beginning ages ago in a telephone center uh, managing <laughs> interviewers when that was the way research was conducted um, by phone um, or by U.S. mail, believe it or not. Um, so lots of um, on-the-ground perspective um, and and literally hearing uh, voices of customers as I was monitoring um, those calls as they came into play. Um, I had the good fortune of transitioning to the corporate side um, and spent a number of years in banking uh, mm-hmm. and financial services with Wachovia mm-hmm. um, and then moved on to uh, hospitality mm-hmm. with Intercontinental Hotels Group. Um, a great time to be there as we were transitioning or um, doing a lot of insights work to support the evolution of the Holiday Inn brand, mm-hmm. as many Many of the listeners may recall it did a refresh about five or six years mm-hmm. ago um, and then um, transitioned um, all that good consumer um, uh, voice of customer and insights uh, work into B2B, uh, moving into both LexisNexis um, mm-hmm. as well as Equifax. Excellent. Um, so um, I've had a good, a good ride thus far. Looking forward to what's to come. Ben? So I, uh, I ended up in the space on accident. I always tell people that I, I never <laughs> intended to kind of come in this career. So I uh, started my career in strategy consulting and just being the low man on the totem pole in the consulting world, I was always asked to really understand the outside environment. So mm-hmm. studying customers, studying competitors, studying really the industry at large. So that way some partner that would fly in for a one hour meeting and present the work that we'd been working on for the last six or eight weeks and sound really smart would kind of have the right contacts. So we do dinner the night before. So I really kind of started studying this space Mm -hmm. from that perspective. My only 
Atlanta client in all the years of consulting uh, was uh, ADP just up the road. <laughs> so I, I, I mean, before that, I probably spent 48, 50 weeks on the year, uh, uh, each year on the road, traveling mm-hmm. nonstop. Um, and at the time, ADP was really concerned about being the next Kodak, mm-hmm. right? The, that large market share really controls their environment, consistent growth every year, but they just fail to make some big turn that's going mm-hmm. on in the industry. So they asked me as a consultant to come in, lead a project really aimed at how do we look at things from an outside in perspective? How mm-hmm. do we start to um, kind of bring that together? So I did that, managed the project and then left and then got a call back from one of their executives probably about three months later that said, Hey, good, good news, bad news. I was like, okay, what, <laughs> what do you need? And they said, well, the good news is that we loved what you put it together. We love mm-hmm. the vision. We love the strategy, how that comes together. The bad news is that we, we've been interviewing for three months and we can't find anybody to do it. And so at that point, it really seemed like, okay, how do I get out of the world of slides and what should be and mm-hmm. kind of PowerPoint to really move to uh, that corporate side and, and really own that? So mm-hmm. over, I don't know, six or seven years built up that function um, at, at ADP ultimately moved back to uh, moved back to Atlanta after a couple of years right outside New York City, um, owned my own CX consultancy mm-hmm. for a little while, and then um, ended up at, at Equifax when they were really looking to kind of how do we uh, evolve this function mm-hmm. um, a little bit more. So I've been there about three years at this point. And y'all's um, office is where now? Just to remind us here in Atlanta where your Equifax office is. So our headquarters is down in Midtown, but we've right. got large offices up in Alpharetta and right. – um, I guess the other one's Midtown as well. Right. So there is – most people are commuting. Yes. (laughs) We do. A lot of commuters, 3,000 or so associates working all over the Atlanta area. Excellent. Well, again, thank you and welcome. So let's jump in. So I most – most shows will be talking about, you know, well, how do you define customer experience? Um, So I think we'll just start with the basics. And if you guys want to just jump in and – Give us a little bit of definition. It can be just, you know, personal, what you think a customer experience should be, and then how Equifax is shaping that. Sure. I'll, um, I'll jump in first because, um, my definition has changed radically over the years. Um, it was always grounded in great customer, um, or consumer perspective, um, and using that insight to guide our go to market or the actual experience that was being delivered either, uh, in, uh, a brick and mortar channel through the bank or hotel. Um, and then over time through digital and other capabilities, um, as I've transitioned into a role, um, more focused, um, on marketing, um, and go to market activities. Um, for me, it's really, um, about the mindfulness of, who it is we are looking to connect with mm-hmm. and what do they need from us, either from a communication or um, a point of view perspective, um, but also from the day-to-day experience perspective. So um, when we're going go to market, we write and think about what it is that reader or user needs to know um, so that we um, are delivering messages that are relevant and resonate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Ben's perspective on customer experience it takes it even uh, to a, a new and, and, and more detailed level. So I, w- I would say that at Equifax, we use the Harvard definition a good bit. And so really that's thinking about customer experience as the sum of all interactions right. that a customer has with us um, and that kind of collective value that you derive from that. Mm-hmm. A lot of times that seems like 
pretty abstract or theoretical to people. So if I'm explaining to my mom, I'm explaining to one of our executives, what is it that I do here? It really comes down to three areas. So one is kind of as Todd alluded to that deep understanding of the customer. I think that's foundational and really understanding that their problems right. are always more important than our solutions mm-hmm. and our products. And that's, that's hard for us to kind of wrap our head around at times mm-hmm. at any company that I've worked with. So starting with that foundational understanding mm-hmm. is really important. I think providing the tools and the metrics and the uh, kind of systems that enable us to say, how are we doing? Let's get that feedback. What are we doing? How can we really drive that? And then I think the third piece of it that we're really starting to focus increasingly on is providing that employee culture. So building an environment where all of that works. So measuring things, if uh, if you're not doing anything with it, doesn't do a lot of good. And right. I, I always come back to there's a statistic that's used pretty frequently in the space that 80% of CEOs say that they deliver a superior customer experience, <laughs> but only 8% of their customers actually agree with them, right? right? So in terms of in this day and age, everybody's working on it. It becomes a little bit of a cliche thing where you can say, oh, we're, we do customer experience too, but um, that the really saying that we play in this space compared to we're leading and we're driving and we're differentiating in the space. Th- those are pretty different things in my mind. Right. So you need to like literally get out of your office to actually see if it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> right. That exactly. would be helpful first and foremost. Yes. One of the things that I see from a customer experience um, space in, in, in my business, um, we, one of the cornerstones is ease of use or ease of working with us. And I know that's one thing that Equifax is working on is making it easier for the customer to access their information or to get help and, and reducing that amount of friction around not only thinking about, you know, my credit is locked up with Equifax, but also being able to access it and having people behind the iron curtain that are actually going to make it easier for them to get what they need. So in that respect, where is Equifax going? <laughs> uh, I will say that we are making great strides. Uh, I know Jill and I spoke earlier about a talk I did just after our incident nearly two years ago. And um, we did fall short um, right out of the gate. Um, and I recognize that um, in my conversation to CX leaders here in Atlanta. And since that time, we have continued to improve, um, making great strides to not only um, make sure that our consumers uh, that we serve across the U.S. and around the world um, are getting uh, access to the information that they need, um, but at the same time taking advantage of, of the investment that we had available mm-hmm. to really um, distinguish ourselves in the marketplace on, on how we um, support um, consumers. Um, and it's easy things um, that will sound... Um, pretty rudimentary for your listeners in that we are now the only credit reporting uh, agency that has customer service hours available on the weekends. Um, We are now available 365 days a year from 8 a.m. until midnight. Um, Most, I think the other two bureaus uh, are not available on the weekends um, and shut up um, shop for calls at 5 p.m. Eastern. Mm -hmm. So um, it's little things like that 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 have um, meaning to the customers and that we're available. Um, And then we've made a lot of strides um, in in what's available through our online systems as it relates to not only uh, consumer education about managing their credit. Um, We want to make sure that um, how we go to market um, with them um, aligns to our new purpose, uh, which will certainly shed some light on helping people live their financial best. Um, And 
I think over time, consumers will continue to see more and more from Equifax that, that should distinguish us not only in the market, but also distinguish us is delivering experience that is at the right time, in the right place, and in the right way. I think that one of the things that we've realized is that it's you have to think about a lot of different stakeholders. So when we say customer, we use that in a very broad sense. Mm-hmm. So as Todd said, that could be buyers before they even come into that. That could be B2B mm-hmm. clients. That could mm-hmm. be individual consumers. That could be uh, our employees, certainly. So, so in terms of really making sure that we have those together, mm-hmm. all of those have to work together um, right. for, for things to work. So, I mean, Todd mentioned some of the consumer improvements mm-hmm. that we're really working towards. On the B2B side, we're doing things like co-locating a lot of our client-facing Individuals, so may, mm-hmm. it might be a sales rep, it might mm-hmm. be an analytics consultant, physically on site with some of our largest clients. So that way, it's uh, right. you're just part of their team, right? right? So in terms of how do we how do we bring that closeness? I think you're also seeing things like uh, just talking about customers and and shedding light on that mm-hmm. on a regular basis. So right. a good example is our CEO. Every week, every Friday sends a, a note out to all of our employees. Here's what we're working on. These are our company priorities. And every single one of those messages mentions the customer or customers that he's gone out and visited this week. He starts many of his meetings just asking, um, even if that's not what the agenda is, tell me about a customer that you visited. So, so that expectation has really mm-hmm. started to evolve and you're seeing that trickle down throughout the, the organization a little bit. So new stakeholders, different mm-hmm. stakeholders, right. and, and really the, I would say that the data breach and, um, 2017 gave us that opportunity to really focus on all of those across the board, right? When, when you've got right. a crisis um, of relating to customers and employees and brand and everything all on the same day, mm-hmm. all on the, on the same time period, mm-hmm. it does open up a lot of that perspective to be able to right. say, we need to kind of be able to take a step back. And yes, we've had a, a good run and done well, but we really need to be able to pivot to where do we need to be in in the future, and how do we make sure that our employees are enabled to deliver great experience, and um, and, and in turn, kind of all across the board, that we're able to make that right. a consistent. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the internal customer, excuse me, <clears throat> your employees, and how you're getting your teams um, kind of on board with your experience strategies, and, so that they can deliver this to, uh, to you know the um, external customer. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that. So I'd say that uh, there are probably several things that that kind of focus in there. So one is a, a real focus on employee engagement and leadership uh, right now. So intentionally focusing on our people. And if they're not coming to work happy and mm-hmm. um, excited, it is very hard for them to turn around and to deliver a great experience to our customers. Um, so really educating people around that cycle, uh, making sure that they're aware of that Um we're doing a lot of training um, in the area. So uh, t- to the call centers that Todd was mentioning, it might be things like empathy. And when people are coming to us, it is oftentimes at their most pivotal moments in their life. So they're trying to buying a home. They're trying mm-hmm. – they're sitting in a car dealership trying right. to, to get a car. So some of those being able to say, hey, you're not just a number. You need to um, kind of how do we really empathize with you in your situation or if you feel there's a, a mistake on your credit report, how can we – recognize that and, and keep that focus. So training on that, training on um, customer 
experience, customer service, kind of the, the whole suite of things around that. So you're seeing a number of programs. Uh, we just uh, are launching a new onboarding module. So every new employee that starts with us um, will get some uh, customer experience training. That's that's part of the expectations, working with our talent leaders to make sure that we're hiring the, right, the people. correct people. Mm-hmm. So it's not just, hey, we're, we're taking what we have and trying to fix it. We're right. trying to say, what are the really the right people that um, we're bringing in that can foster that environment that right. this is the way that they want to work and we're able to uh, really boost that engagement with our employees, which delivers better experiences to our customers, which mm-hmm. produces uh, kind of more revenue and business results that allow us to, to again, reinvest in those people and those customers. So kind of really getting people to see that connection, that it's not just, oh, that this is kind of the right thing, but it's also something that has very tangible and meaningful results. And I think that's probably the the last piece that we emphasize with our CFO, with our leadership team, that this is not just feel good, right. um, but it really – results when you do this well. You look at organizations that are the leaders in the space. They're able to charge price premiums. They're able to um, – they have fantastic retention rates or upsell rates and things like that. So being able to tie that kind of what we're doing or here's a, here's a customer comment, mm-hmm. tying that all together. I think you have the infrastructure really there important. to then you know justify this, the expense and Absolutely. The, the investment. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's all grounded in our new purpose, mm-hmm. um, which I mentioned earlier. Um, that is the North Star for employees in, in regardless of role, uh, and location, uh, around the world. Um, and we've spent a lot of, of effort, uh, this year, um, rallying the troops, so to speak, to embrace, um, our purpose, um, and to understand their role in helping people live their financial best. Um, and then secondly, arming them with tools and connections so that they, um, they know how to help should uh, a consumer land in your inbox. I was just mentioning to Ben uh, <laughs> yesterday over the weekend, um, someone I do not know found me on LinkedIn, sent me a note <laughs> to connect with me and said, I'm having trouble getting help. Um, I've done and that. <laughs> I, know, I know, thanks to some of our, our good resources that we've made available, where to get her so that right. she could get the help in a, in hopefully a timely manner. Mm-hmm. Um, she has not written back to say she still needs help. So I'm, I'm hoping all is well for her. So that's another, uh, I think really important part to making mm-hmm. sure that regardless of who you are, um, at Equifax and where you, where you land in the organization, making sure that you're prepared, mm-hmm. um, should your role, um, somehow connect with the customer in either, um, a very direct way or, or indirect. And you find that all the time. So mm-hmm. you have neighbors that walk up to you at a, at a party and yeah. will mention something. I had uh, a Lyft driver that uh, bringing <laughs> me from the airport. I, I live up north of town, so I stopped by our midtown office um, on the way back. And she said, oh, you work at Equifax? And I'm saying, yes. And she's like, oh, that, that's great. I've got a problem right now. I'm trying to get into an apartment. So um, if you can just help me. And I was like, well, like, let me see who I can connect you with. And she's like, no, 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 you can help me right now and pulls into the parking space at our office and like gets out of the car. And she's like walking in with me to the office and just being able to redirect the, the it really is one of those things that I love that she you said no right <laughs> now. <laughs> I've got someone that could help and I'm going to do it. And, um, so the, the, it really is something that uh, you can see it across the board that it, it has something that has really that impact um, on people's lives or certainly has the potential to. So every one of us going about our daily lives can have that potential for uh, that interaction or um, to tell someone 
kind of how they can really get the experience that they that they want to have with us. And I think that a lot of that experience is not just shaped by the other credit bureaus or the financial services space or things like that. It's shaped by they shop on Amazon and they mm-hmm. buy um, shoes at Zappos and they vacation yes. at Disney. I mean, a lot of yes. the stories and stuff that we use, it, it's that's what's shaping people's expectations now just as much Correct. as um, – anything that we do in, in our particular industry. Absolutely. And I love that you were like, all right, I guess I'm walking in and helping yeah. you figure this out. <laughs> That's my next my next meeting. Yeah. And being in my industry um, in real estate, we do run into um, people running their credit to get pre-approved for a sure. loan and all price points. It doesn't matter. I was working with a senior surgeon uh, at a big hospital and he didn't know this one thing was on his credit. It mm-hmm. was like literally maybe a $5 thing that had been sitting there for years that he did not realize. And it jacked with his credit so that he couldn't qualify. Mm -hmm. So it took, but it took several months for them to take it off and recalculate. So I'm wondering with that being said, and you know, with time of the essence, when you're making offers and trying to get qualified, um, has that process changed any um, for the customer calling in and trying to, you know, fix their credit? Quickly, there is um, there is greater transparency now around process. Um, I think a lot of consumers don't realize that Equifax doesn't have the power to make the change <laughs> on on the report. Right. Um, it's based on data that's being um, fed into our systems from the financial services providers. So we have the connections to to circle back with them mm-hmm. on on behalf of the consumers. Um, and in the past, that transparency has been. Um, lacking. Mm-hmm. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, the black hole, right. where does it go? Right. <laughs> um, we are we are much more transparent about what's happening when, where are you in the process? Um, if it's a dispute um, and it's in the financial services hands, there are certain amounts of time that need that they are required to deliver. So the SLA around that um, mm-hmm. is is pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that is not as fast as consumers would like. No. Um, I think it could be as long as maybe 14 days or perhaps 30. And if anyone from our company is listening, they are either saying yes or you are totally wrong. Um, but there are, there are, there are time, timelines associated with that. And when you are in the, I found my dream home and I'm stuck, mm-hmm. um, we absolutely would do what we can to expedite that. Right. But we are just like the consumer at the, at the mercy, the, the mercy of the, mm-hmm. the fi- financial institution. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one area that we've, we've really improved the consumer experience is the transparency. You can log on and you can see where, where things are, that it's not lost, that it's in review or that it's come back and it's entering the next phase. Um, and Such I think, a relief. I think that makes a, yeah. makes a big difference for, for folks is they don't like the unknown. Exactly. Um, so wherever we can be transparent, we are trying to be. Excellent. And I think that that transparency extends internally as well. Mm-hmm. So that's one of our big priorities this year is opening up information. So having customer comments or having a stack of scores or things like that that sit on an executive's desk does very little good, right? And so they, they might look at it or say, oh, we need to improve, but that's very different than um, making sure that all of our employees understand the real feedback that we're getting. So right. um, actually in the next month or two, we're, we're opening up real-time access to all of our customer comments to every employee in the company. So we want people that you work in billing, you work in legal, that you understand where that's really coming in, that it might just seem like a little delay to you, but it is that important life moment to, to somebody else or 
when their, the bill, their bill is constantly yeah, wrong or when exactly. you get some of that. You're on pins and needles. You're waiting. And there's – I don't know how many people you're getting transferred to, but to your point, you're waiting. And you're on pins and needles. Sure. <laughs> and so that is, I think, a huge step in the right direction. Yeah. I'm excited it. about it. I love it. I love it. So um, tell us a little bit more. Do you have any um, specific programs that you can talk in detail about um, around CX um, at Equifax at the moment? I know we just touched on a few things. Mm-hmm. Is there anything specific that's coming up Um in the next like six months or so that consumers are going to be hearing about, we can get some Intel or um, anything that you you can see coming in the next, I'd say 12 to 15 months. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there are a couple of things. So one, we finally adopted an enterprise wide strategy around customer experience. So getting all on the same page. Mm-hmm. So not just everybody's, Row, uh, kind of rowing their little boats, but they're all rowing in one direction. So mm-hmm. we're making some progress. So a lot of that centers around three themes. So um, one uh, being relevant, so making sure that we understand customers and consumers and what they're going to and that we acknowledge that we're only a, maybe a small part in their process, that, that they're mm-hmm. in the process of buying a home, for example, and Equifax is one little blip in that. And we need to to make sure that we understand that and really kind of understand that connection mm-hmm. and, and build around our customers and mm-hmm. not kind of what, what we can do, would like to do, mm-hmm. um, what the right. engineers think is fun, but really around, <laughs> the, around the, the underlying needs right. that each of our customers have. Uh, the second piece is all around being seamless. So that fits mm-hmm. exactly into where you're talking about ease of doing business, ease of kind of how do you reduce the friction and mm-hmm. interactions? How do you seem like one company? So someone will come in and say, um, they might be one of our business customers in a bank, um, but then they, are having a, a problem with their spouse's mm-hmm. um, credit or, mm-hmm. or a, a child's credit. And so being able to interact with people different ways, not moving them and feeling like you're kind of moving from one group to another. And anybody that's been transferred through the world of call centers and just mm-hmm. trying to get to the right person understands that frustration. So mm-hmm. how do we cross train people? How do we make it when you call in about one thing that, Oh, you're actually looking at this over here. So how do we have that conversation with you instead mm-hmm. of please hold or even worse historically um, it was uh please hang up the phone and dial this other number. And then that would ring two or three people over Mm. and somebody different pick up. And it's like, well, those are the moments that you have to have. And I think that the last part of that strategy is all around being human, which Mm -hmm. um, our our former CEO would laugh. And why would we want to be anything other than human? (laughs) You're not, but especially in a world that's all about numbers and Mm -hmm. scores and data points, it really gets lost that there, Mm -hmm. there are those people on the other end of the the stream. Mm -hmm. So I think that you're really seeing a lot of the organization, center around that, reframe some of our programs and our uh, decisions, even when we're saying, hey, this this really doesn't align with this particular strategy. Should we rethink it? Or how does this really fit um, in with something else? So I think you're you're certainly seeing that. And then even some of the, the things um, to kind of build on what, what Todd was saying about some of our consumer changes, things like uh, improving our underlying knowledge management system. Mm-hmm. So when somebody calls in that it's Everybody's not going to know everything all the time, but I mean, we, we certainly, this is not the first time that we have been asked the overwhelming majority of these questions, right? Mm-hmm. So how do we make sure that our internal agents feel like they're set up for success? Mm-hmm. Um, that it's not, Hey, I'm, I'm totally committed to, to giving a great customer experience, but I don't really feel empowered or we've got the right people skills mm-hmm. tool to do that. So we're trying to really correct a lot of those, mm-hmm. uh, situations to, to, set people up for success um, mm-hmm. so that they feel like it's great. I'm helping people live their financial best. I'm, I'm kind of really bought into that. So those are some of the 
top of mind things for me. I have a question for you. So I would like to know how Equifax is training the internal teams um, on how to be empathetic. So one of the the best things that we can do is uh, just to listen. So in terms of where we will um, play uh, calls or share voicemails or share the messages that that people are um, are leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes that I, I love that it, it's almost a cringeworthy moment that you can sit there in a room and we're broadcasting. Here's a message of uh, not the best interaction, or here's what was really kind of on the other end of that. So I think that a lot of it really does start with listening um, throughout that whole process. That um, we, we live in a world where we interact with. I mean. Even here in America, I mean, roughly 300 million people at some point in their life will will kind of come through and have some sort of interaction with us. So, mm-hmm. being willing to to listen to update that um, viewpoint, um, I, I think that's one. So, kind of opening the eyes firsthand, you're mm-hmm. able to see that this is um, something that uh, um, that is really being done there. I think that I mean, we certainly have, have had some other trainers and some other external experts and things like that. And a lot of times, it's really teaching not just through say academic ways, but it's really teaching through uh, stories Mm -hmm. or through uh, kind of leveraging kind of the the power of let's walk through this journey. Let's um, take some of the um, most common situations that people are interacting Mm -hmm. with us. And and how does that really look? How does that feel? Um, And then a lot of it is really working with the managers to provide that sort of oversight. So going to a training class is one thing, but having management that's really built in um, to checking up on people, to listening in on calls, to providing feedback. And then even out of our um, one of our support facilities in uh, Costa Rica, we now have live measurement of calls. So in terms of um, we've got almost uh, – it's like artificial uh, intelligence mm-hmm. that will listen in on some of the calls and all of a sudden it can start to tell, hey, sentiment on this call is, is getting – um, a little heated. You've got a, a consumer that, that's pretty frustrated. We can we move them to maybe to an escalated um, uh, uh, s- support agent. So a lot of it is again providing some of those tools that mm-hmm. again the person might have still been upset in both situations. But are there things that we can really bring that towards? Hey, this is the way that the customer felt, or when they're saying this, or when they feel like they've been transferred, or things like that. Making sure that that's really moving over. So. Wow, you can feel the heat rising in my face. <laughs> and then you can say, abort, abort, and find somebody else. Well, yeah. I'll, well I'll, I'll call out specifically an area that I think is distinguishing for Equifax and, and for others who do this is we do look specifically at disfa- dissatisfaction data um, and dissatisfaction insights um, as part of uh, the the uh, data points that uh, that Ben described that really help us to better understand where we can do better um, as it relates to empathy, mm-hmm. um, but also as it relates to where there are gaps in process or technology or flow for the consumer. Um, and and when you think about opportunities to improve customer experience. We often go to, well, what are we doing well? And let's keep that up Mm -hmm. and make sure our score's good. So let's do more of that. Um, So for companies um, like Equifax who are taking a step to the other side of the spectrum to understand where we're falling short and what does that mean in a higher, uh, more human uh, way, um, I think is a, is a way for, for consumers to benefit. And I think for, for our company to, to distinguish itself. Excellent. And I think that we've even moved – so historically, we measured a lot around effectiveness. Mm-hmm. So did you get what you 
Right. Like what you were contacting us. We want to make sure that we're obviously delivering on that or the right. report that you ordered or things like that. And then it really shifted into the element all around ease. So mm-hmm. effort and, and are we making it easy to do business with? And I think what we really found is that the next frontier is all about emotion, right? Mm-hmm. So in terms of how do you feel in the process? So you may have a customer that says, I'm, I'm satisfied and would I recommend you and some of those things like all well mm-hmm. and good. But then we, we're explicitly asking in every one of our customer surveys now all around emotions. So how do you feel right now in the process or how do you feel about Equifax? And it's got a range of things from delighted, accomplished, mm-hmm. indifferent, mm-hmm. frustrated, disappointed. And so being able to, to measure all of those things and, and at times, um, you've got a lot of folks that are, uh, X six Sigma and mm-hmm. lean and process. And then it's like, well, what do you really care about the feelings? But in terms of the feelings end up being statistically our number one predictor of, oh, yeah. of, of some of that behavior. Right. So you go back to, uh, I think it was uh, Maya Angela that had the quote that it's, um, you may forget what people said, you may forget what people did, but you will never you forget, forget how, how they you made felt. you feel. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that's really important for us to remember to say, Hey, like, this interaction, it's not just an annoyance to people. Like they feel really disappointed in working with us or th- something like that. So. Being able to call out um, specific emotions or allowing um, employees to to filter. I, I want to see the people that really feel um, upset or mm-hmm. confused or at what parts of the process and being able to track that not just in general but really over time. So the example I use a lot of times with people is um, – like with airlines, mm-hmm. it's the difference in getting a an occasional survey from uh, Delta mm-hmm. here in Atlanta that says, right. "Are you going to fly with us? What do you think right. about the brand?" All, all good questions, and that's fine. But but it might be very different than if you said your flight from Atlanta to St. Louis last week was delayed. Tell us about that interaction, or you just redeemed Sky Miles for um, mm-hmm. this special trip coming up. Tell us about how that went. So we're trying to kind of map both ways to where we can get that mm-hmm. overall picture of where we're looking, but you also have some very specific interactions and touch points um, with us that we're tracking. How are we doing? Where are we falling short? Um, and then where are those emotions at, right. at, throughout that entire process? So that way we can kind of start to, to piece together where are those, where are those opportunities to be a little more human, be a little more right. empathetic and kind of inject that, that person back in. And what I liked um, touching back to what Todd mentioned earlier about, you know, just trying to be as transparent as possible. I think, it sounds like you're doing this journey map and trying to be a little bit more um, explicit. This is how this is going to go down when you try to do X with Correct. Equifax or Y with Equifax. And as I feel like as a consumer, I feel a lot better when I know what's coming. And the same thing happens like in the real estate process. They want to know what happens after I get pre-approved. What happened? Where sure. are you going to be in my process? And how are you connecting me with, you know, the credit union? If I can't figure out how to get pre-qualified or getting my credit report fixed, how are you helping me do that? So I think that's going to be huge. Um, particularly with, um, in light of recent events and just coming out of that like smelling like roses, right? <laughs> That's the idea. Do you have any specific case studies um, or wow experiences that you would want to share with our listeners um, that has recently happened to you personally that you feel like is a great um, example of where Equifax would like to be or something that's happened within the company that you'd like to share? That would be a good example of um, what you'd like more of. <laughs> so, so I've got a couple. And okay. then, um, so I, I always try to stay away from the examples that everybody's heard about and mm-hmm. like theoretical in a story. And so right. even when we teach our associates, we teach with, with personal stories. Mm-hmm. And so, um, my sister-in-law was getting married a few years ago and 
realized the week before her wedding that she had ordered a slightly wrong shade of shoes. So she had the right shoes, but in terms of, I don't know, they were ivory mm-hmm. instead of white or white <laughs> instead of ivory and um, well outside of my area of expertise here, but I'm sure all, all the women know it would, uh, can can relate to this. Mm-hmm. So she called back Zappos where she had ordered them and was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so frustrated. How do I really um, – can we get the right shoes? And they said, oh, no, no problem. We'll take care of it. We'll have them there by tomorrow morning mm-hmm. um, and, and swapped it out. Well, next morning, three things arrived from Zappos. So one was the correct shoes. Mm-hmm. So you, you saw that underlying need. The second was two dozen red roses um, that were like tied up. And the third was a handwritten card signed by the agent that she had worked with as well as um, really with uh, a, a number of other people mm-hmm. that were on that team mm-hmm. focused on how um, – it basically said nothing makes us prouder than being the company that provides the foundation that you literally stand on when you make this oh, step of your life. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's got that underlying feeling of, of you're able to take a moment where the customer right. messed up. It was of mm-hmm. no fault of, of their own mm-hmm. and turn that into this kind of wow, wow sort of mm-hmm. moment. And so um, I, I think that you have that and you look at what has to happen in the training mm-hmm. and the systems and everything like that really behind that to to make that work. So that's really one that kind of. That's Always jumps out at me. That I love. I love that. You got anything you want to share? Tom? You know, for me, it's around connectivity mm-hmm. for for the customer. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a recent experience at a men's shop. Ordered an item online. It was the wrong size. I went to this shop to return it. I told them what was happening, and I, of course, was distracted by merchandise in the store, and went off to browse, found something else I wanted. And while I was doing that, they took care of the credit on my account, unbeknownst to me, that emailed the refund. It was all just magically done. I didn't have to resubmit a card. I didn't have to sign anything. They were ready to ring me up and get me on my way. Um, and that was bringing together an online channel and, uh, you know, the actual physical store. Um, interesting this morning when I was coming to work. I stop at Starbucks every single morning and I generally order the same thing. And if you've used their app to order in advance, I get very frustrated because I will sometimes be kind of driving and I am a lucky Atlantan (laughs) in that I drive on surface streets for about six miles to get to my house. So a lot of that time is spent stopped. Mm -hmm. Um, And I counted it six pushes on my my iPhone Mm -hmm. on the Starbucks app to order the exact same drink in the exact same location every single day. And it just seems Cumbersome. wrong to me. Like at this point, AI like, should have picked that up. You should know that I'm <laughs> on my way. You should see that I'm close. You should see and I I'm shouldn't coming. have to do anything at all. Um, and, and I think for Equifax, that's one way that we really are trying to, to make things different is um, being transparent, but also teeing up our associates so they have the complete picture and and the customer is not okay let's go back to the beginning um, because there's nothing more frustrating than having Mm -mm. to repeat your story Mm -mm. um, time and again Mm -hmm. i love that i so now have you made any inquiries or suggestions to starbucks you know i have not (gasps) bad so (laughs) we're gonna make that connection today I, i think we should do that as a as a to do Oh my gosh. I, I do think that a lot of it really comes down to it's kind of a handful of things that that make that 
unique experience. And it doesn't always have to be this wow moment or it's things that don't even have to, to cost a lot of money. I think one is really just exceeding expectations. And so sometimes, I mean, you might look in the, um, who do I want to pick on? Uh, the, the cable industry, you might just be like, wow, like the, the, technician actually showed up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got a pretty low bar right in order to do that. Right. If you're going to Disney World, it might I mean you you got a lot of high expectations mm-hmm. including high expectations from a I don't know, a preschool or an mm-hmm. elementary school kid and so really surpassing that requires a whole lot more. And mm-hmm. so looking at where that is, but what is a customer really expecting and how do you how do you do something a little bit more mm-hmm. um to to really call that out? And you can find that in any business, any industry. How do you kind of go that um, extra mile. Um, I think that one of them, kind of a second thing is all about being consistent, um, reliable. I mean, Todd's going in for that same coffee, the same drink every day. So how do you, how are you able to provide that um, sort of experience? So um, who's a good example of this? Like Publix, mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A, are both really good examples of you can go to different stores, you're going to see the same thing and people mm-hmm. have been trained the same way, mm-hmm. the, the same quality, you right. really get that, um, that interaction. And then I think that Almost when you can, uh, you can kind of get that feeling that it's a- almost invisible. It's part of the company's DNA. Mm-hmm. So just shopping the other day at, uh, at REI down mm-hmm. the, um, the street or you, you do anything with LL Bean. Mm-hmm. I mean, you end up with some of these companies that the people that work there, they, they love this space. Mm-hmm. They love what they do. They're all excited to, to get you into kayaking or hiking mm-hmm. or how can I, right. how can I help you? And, and that passion really exudes. So the, the company is set up. A position where they can succeed. They've hired people that are are gung ho about this, mm-hmm. and then you just kind of feel it. So you're not you're right. not walking out of there saying like, "Man, they really did something unique and special." But it's hey, every time I go in there, I have a a, a great experience, and every time, um, kind of really training our people that it's every interaction that you have with people is a defining action. So mm-hmm. it, it might be positive, it might be negative, but. Th- there is no such thing as an indifferent interaction. I mean, I always equate that to someone coming in and their teenager and how was your day? And it's fine. I mean, like the day was probably, um, a little more eventful, positive, negative, but in right. terms of, um, w- when customers tell us that I feel indifferent about you, that's actually a pretty strong negative, right? So how Correct. do, how do we get it to where it is something that is there? They feel it and it's, and then that, um, that they will actually articulate. Yeah. Sure. And, and, and I think that a lot of it is just making sure that we are, um, we're letting the customers be the hero in the story, right? So mm-hmm. this is, this is your story. You're going in and you're buying your um, home. You're making this exciting career move. You're starting a new job. You're um, uh, looking at a brand new iPhone or something like that. All of which are, are powered um, maybe by by an Equifax decision or mm-hmm. data or something like that behind the scenes. But it's we don't need for customers to be jumping up and down and raw Equifax in terms of we don't need to be the hero in the story. Let the let the customers let the consumers really be the the hero in, in their story. And I think it's just a privilege for us to be able to kind of help them along in that um, in that journey. Yeah, I. I think it sounds like we're moving in the right direction. Um, what kind of, um, what do you want to leave with our listeners with today? What, what either action items that they can do to kind of, um, s- improve their credit history experience or maybe corrections they need to make with their credit with Equifax or, um, what bits of advice can you leave our listeners with maybe, um, from a CX leader perspective? Um, what one thing would you really, really encourage other leaders to implement in their strategies so we can go in either direction? <laughs> wow. You got a split there. It's a heavy lift. <laughs> you know, as it relates to the consumer, I think it, it's a be ready mantra. 
So um, I know things happen in life and you need to access credit in an, in an unexpected way. Um, so um, where that isn't the case, be ready in advance mm-hmm. um, because that allows the process and the way of doing business for the industry to play out. And it's made great strides um, in the 10 years that I've been in the space. Um, when, when I arrived on the scene, getting um, or getting access to a human at any of these companies was challenging by design. Um, they did not want you to have access to a mm-hmm. 1-800 number. They mm-hmm. did not have email, mm-hmm. customer service, or chat available mm-hmm. by design. Um, and that's greatly evolved over the years, um, I think, because consumers have driven that. Um, and I'm glad to see that we're making such great strides. Um, at the same time, when I think about what's happened for me professionally over the past 10 years um, and where I've had impacts as a customer experience, insights, marketing leader, um, it really has been around um identifying and then celebrating opportunities that are small. So celebrating small wins um, where getting the 1-800 number on the website could be really painful to make happen Mm -hmm. um, because of internal stakeholders. Um, There's obviously um, cost Mm -hmm. associated with that to provide Mm -hmm. that support. Um, But if an executive signs off on, on that and you made that push and it's on the website, that's really, really mm-hmm. great. Um, and I, I reminded Ben when I when I came to Equifax um, seven years ago, um, I just celebrated that anniversary. Um, introducing Net Promoter Score to the teams was a new idea, mm-hmm. and Net Promoter Score has been around for twenty years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> so that was a very small win for the company was to begin measuring um, customer advocacy. Um, for our businesses and, and consumers around the world. Um, so, so I would say to, to anyone in customer experience or in life to celebrate, to celebrate those small wins, mm-hmm. um, and build upon them. Love that. So I'm, I'm debating which side I want to go in first. So I, I think on the, the consumer side, I, I, one of the best pieces of advice I give to people is just to, to pay attention to, to this. So even if, well, I'm not planning to make any big purchase or I'm not at that, that life stage, I do think that it's really helpful. I mean, you can get credit scores and reports and everything. Make sure that you are taking advantage of opportunities to, to check that on a regular basis. Um, you're, you're looking at your data before you really need it. There, mm-hmm. I mean, people can get scores and everything from, right. um, from banks, from apps. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there are certainly a number of things that, that we're working on to try to kind of enable that access to make mm-hmm. it easier for people to access their, uh, their information. So, mm-hmm. um, hopefully some, some near, near, um, future kind of announcements on, um, on that front, even, even from us, but mm-hmm. just really, really paying attention to it and, and being able to, um, if something looks off, yes, it, it might be a little bit of a pain to fix it, but it's going to be a whole lot better to to fix it now in an off time right. than it is to fix it and just to kind of let it, let it linger because things do tend to stay mm-hmm. on there until you can kind of work work through the process right. and go back and forth. So I think that's one. I think the the second thing. So just uh, going back to uh, to Todd and the Starbucks, like <laughs> to to have some of that feedback. So if there's anything there, if you uh, we get people that um, email me, uh, email, we'll find a leader, we'll find somebody all the time to um, just say, hey, th- this doesn't look right, or this wasn't a great experience, or just an FYI, this is um, this is how it went, uh, came across. Anytime that you're getting that to a company leader, um, 
that tends to get noticed and, mm-hmm. and will find its way to the top of someone's stack. So um, I, I know that firsthand where people will reach out or will call me. And then a lot of times it's easier for someone to kind of escalate um, things right. like that. So if, if there's feedback, if there's positive, if there's negative and stuff like that, um, I, I think that all companies really, if you're going to um, be open and ask for that feedback, I think that we've got to be humble in how we really listen and dedicated enough to to take action on that. I think on the advice I'd give to people, I think, um, I certainly agree with Todd. I think that just, just because you can't do everything doesn't mean that you can't do something. You mm-hmm. can't start somewhere and, um, be okay saying, we really wanted to make these 10 steps and we got five. Well, that's, that's kind of certainly better than, than even where we are, right. um, in the past. Um, I think being willing to experiment is really important in this space. I think that, um, trying new things and maybe it works and maybe it doesn't, but in terms of nothing's going to change. Um, so I had a, one of our business unit leaders was, um, complaining about, our, our results seem pretty static. They haven't changed in four quarters now. And my response back was, what have you done to impact those, mm-hmm. uh, th- that change? Right. So in terms of making sure that we're really looking at, um, let's try something, communicate back out, I think is, um, is really important. And then I would just say, learn, learn from others. I mean, whether it's, uh, this podcast, um, kind of show podcast mm-hmm. books, right. I'm like, it's a pretty hot space right now. It um, it, it's a popular space for, business uh, mm-hmm. executives all across the board. And there's mm-hmm. there's no shortage of people that you can learn from. So mm-hmm. we, we're frequently finding, here's another example, or here's somebody in, maybe it is in the hotel space, or mm-hmm. it's in oil and gas. And so mm-hmm. well, what does that really have to do with us? But you can find find good examples of people mm-hmm. doing, doing um, really great work. And I would say most of the things really in and around the customer experience space are are not hard, but it does have to be very intentional. So right. um, where you're saying kind of explicit earlier, an organization, uh, so like a, a trip to Disney World, for example, does not come across that uh, perfect by accident, right? It, it mm-hmm. is a series of very carefully designed moments right. and interactions. And yes, you're going to have to wait in line and there are going to be some negatives, but can we offset that with some surprise mm-hmm. greeting or when you come back to your room at night or mm-hmm. – um, the magic of having a, a cast member, what they call their employees, walking up to um, your daughter who's dressed like a princess and saying, <laughs> hey, can I have your autograph? And it's like, right. so, we're, we're so happy that you can visit. I mean, some of those things take nothing, but it it's a very intentional focus, right? right. So in terms of um, having that and pulling um, some of that together. So mm-hmm. it, it's not not necessarily hard, complicated, difficult things. Some things are, um, as, as we find out, some mm-hmm. things it's maybe – system connections or some things take time, but it really is how do how do you make progress on some of those incremental steps? And then you look back and you're saying, wow, look at where we were compared to three years ago, five years ago, seven years ago. Um, it's really fun to kind of see those those journeys at different companies. Absolutely. I this has been phenomenal. I appreciate you both. Thank you so much for joining us for CX Radio today. Listeners can find us online at cxradio.online and at the Atlanta Business X Radio website. Thank you so much. Thank you.